Hello and welcome everyone to the Indie Football Podcast where I, my former college senior Anukar Jain, will be discussing everything football. How are you, Anukar sir? <laughs> Still referring to me as sir, are you? <laughs> anyway, so as well, there's Palmer... a story to it that will unfold to our uh, listeners at some point of time, but yeah. <laughs> definitely, and I am sure our viewers will be intrigued to hear that. <laughs> anyway, so as uh, former Liverpool manager and current Leicester City manager Brendan Rodgers would say, I am very proud. to be here <laughs> and of course <laughs> it is an honor to be here i have to say that uh, i have been wanting uh, for a lot of time for a long time to start something as exciting as this and uh, i would like to inform my viewers that uh, as you uh, some of you might know my name is anukarsh jain i just finished uh, with final year of my dental school and uh, soon i'm going to start internship there which is the mandatory thingy and uh, right now i am excited to uh, super excited i would say to start this podcast with my really good friend uh, not just my junior <laughs> doi payan <laughs> and doi uh, so, uh, please uh, tell the viewers about yourself yeah so yeah it's a good idea to give a brief introduction of ourselves uh, so i am i am 21 years old i am in the last year of my graduation doing a bachelor's degree in journalism and management from cluster innovation center in university of delhi and my college is situated in north campus but i only saw it about in the first semester after that covid happened and we all know how life was so it's an interesting story how i started following football it was when the pandemic first struck the world in 2020 and football was one of the first sports to resume after the covid 19 enforced hiatus but yeah i mean today's today's episode i'd like to be about anukarsh sir's love about his favorite football club which is liverpool anukarsh sir i mean uh, i've i've been following football for like 2 years hardly that time but your fr seems to be of a much longer time so i mean what are your first memories as a liverpool fan <laughs> well uh, it's you know it kind of rolls back the years when i think about it it's been 16 years uh, so yeah of course it has been a lo- lot of time more than half of my life has been devoted to it and i would really like to use the word devoted uh, because <laughs> i know yeah it's almost people... more than 3/4 of your life so <laughs> yeah in fact <laughs> i know yeah. how much it has been a problem for me to stay up till 3 am and then go to college the very next day and it's also when i was in school when i wasn't really allowed to stay up at night so i had to like you know uh, just wait for my parents to sleep so that i could sneak in and just uh, turn on the tv with zero volume and then uh, just watch the match <laughs> with zero reactions <laughs> uh, uh, with zero audible reactions so that you know no one wakes up in the house <laughs> anyway so uh, uh, talking about my first memories as a liverpool fan uh, well uh, i remember i used to watch this uh, show it was called galactic soccer it used to come on cartoon Net- network and after watching that i really got really enjoyed in how much uh, you know uh, with the wins of the team in that uh, cartoon show and uh, how bad i used to feel whenever they used to lose and uh, slowly and steadily i just started watching a bit of football uh, but then uh, sometimes cupid strikes in the show you are talking about it like happened around uh, the 2006 2007 time 16 years ago 
exactly exactly oh. uh, that's uh, the right way of putting it because uh, i remember back in 2006 uh, we liverpool had basically had two really good players fernando torres and steven gerrard they had some yeah. other good uh but uh, i remember uh, the reason i really started uh, watching liverpool was because of their partnership and uh, one really vivid memory that always stays in my mind is the 2007 champions league final between liverpool and ac milan i uh, remember i was barely 8 7 8 years old and uh, i was after my mom to let me watch that match because it was coming at 1:30 <laughs> am in the night yeah <laughs> football matches in india are always a uh... struggle i mean most of the football fans would see would have dark circles around their eyes so yeah i mean it's completely <laughs> so yeah uh, i uh, somehow uh, managed to ask uh, for permission and uh, my mom approved just uh, for me to watch the first half so at the cusp of half time liverpool considered a goal from a free kick and it was so disheartening and i remember i couldn't sleep but again i had to go to sleep but uh, the liverpool fan that i as i have always been i waited for my mom to sleep and uh, around uh, it was somewhere around uh, 2:45 am uh, in the night i sauntered uh, towards the tv room uh, on <laughs> that's, that's quite a memory to recall something 16 years yeah. ago right <laughs> uh, but uh, it turned bad when uh, as soon as i switched on the tv I saw Filippo Inzaghi rounding off Pepperina to score the second goal and seal the tie for AC Milan. Uh, oh. <laughs> I woke up to find uh, Liverpool, uh, find that Liverpool had lost the match 2-1. Uh, but yeah, मतलब that is something that always stayed with me. But uh, throughout the years, I wouldn't say it has always been easy for me. But then nothing in life is, and <laughs> there have been very tough times. As a, so uh, I mean, what like what made you support this team over the other PL giants that were there at that time? I remember Arsenal being one of the invincibles not so long ago from the time you speak about in the two thousand three four season. Manchester City was on and out. So why Liverpool? Well, uh, I wouldn't deny that Arsenal had some really good strikers back then with uh, uh, Patrick Vieira, Eddie Bayo, and Vieira uh, was one of them. Yeah, definitely. But then uh, with Liverpool, what I really liked was that they didn't have the richest of owners, they didn't have the best of players overall. But they had a few good players, and the charisma and character they showed in winning all of their in uh, in their victories, and you know, in there how was a certain they, grace to how they yeah, did things. There was always a grace attached to it, and the character they showed. I remember uh, there was this match in Liverpool uh, in one of. the seasons in which liverpool came very close to winning the title uh, liverpool were 1-0 down and uh, uh, 81 minutes had passed against middlesbrough and they ended up winning the match <laughs> and oh. <laughs> so that is what fairy tales huh? always uh, stuck with me and uh, you know when i really have always admired people and things in life uh, with character and that's why i think it has always stuck with me uh, throughout my life Okay, so throughout your tenure as a Liverpool fan for all these years, will you, will you, can you select top three players of the Reds, and why do you think, why do you select them? Uh, well, uh, I would, I am happy to say that there have been a lot of good players all over the years, but of course, it must yeah, have been a tough job, tough job to you know, uh, narrow it down to three. Yeah, people definitely, four. man. But uh, I think the first one and the most obvious one. 
has to be steven gerard because yeah. <laughs> and i know it's it's a bit of a bias but um, i really love how he being a die hard fan of a club it's acceptable to have a bit of a bias so it's absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> because i remember that uh, steven gerard literally has carried the team throughout his liverpool career had carried the team throughout his liverpool career of course uh, uh, there were times when liverpool didn't uh, did not make the best of signings there were players uh, signed like paul konchenski alberto ecolani Joe Cole, uh, Stewart Downing, Andy Carroll, players that didn't really help the team's cause at all, and uh, were in fact uh, disastrous uh, to uh, their title-winning or their top four uh, reaching uh, goals. Uh, but I really loved how through every bad team, through every bad lineup, Steven Gerrard didn't used to lose any hope, and he used to carry the team around. And there were literally times when he literally. uh carried the whole team on his shoulder and it really showed and it really yeah. uh, and uh, because he was you know a, a, a player a homegrown liverpool player so and how much the city meant to him the club meant to him it uh, taught me loyalty more than anything yeah and even if one goes on to google and see his stats so J- steven gerard went up make 709 ep- appearances for the reds turning up 185 goals and 150 assists so that's quite a lot i mean under yeah. his captaincy people say that the club endured the finest runs in pl history exactly and uh, what i really liked about him, it was that he was a midfielder but he did yeah. everything <laughs> yes yeah. that's what was really amazing about him and the second one would be a tie between mohammed salah and luis suarez now uh, a lot of people uh, are biased on the fact that some say that mohammed salah is the better one some say that no luis suarez is a class apart see uh, i have seen i have been seen through both the times and uh, both of them were exciting ones uh, we can safely say that mohammed salah has had a much better team around him but uh, yeah. uh, you have but last season when most of the players were injured i was really really uh, uh, it was i really uh, couldn't help but appreciate how much he carried the team and uh, what i really like about uh, mohammed salah is his attitude because uh, a lot of players have forced through moves uh, from liverpool like philip coutinho fernando torres even luis suarez for that matter matter but uh, uh, mohammed salah is someone who has uh, you know with his fitness with his speed with his goals he has at times yeah he's been he's been prolific i mean there was a there was a poll in some of the tweets that uh, do you think salah was one of, is one of the best african players to have ever played in the pl do you think do you think that's the case uh, well uh, didier drogba was of course very very close but in uh, how much he has transformed liverpool uh, and how much he contributes to liverpool's attack i think uh, personally i would say that uh, but uh, with all due respect to my <laughs> chelsea <laughs> counterparts <laughs> <laughs> and uh, again talking about uh, luis suarez well he was a phenomena a uh, completely uh, a phenomenal player who was a class apart and uh, someone who could really turn a game on his on its head uh, he was uh, what i really liked about him was that his instinct was better than any player that i had ever seen and uh, i think uh, he was a complete poacher but apart from that uh, um, the kind of chances he carved uh, how much he uh, actually contributed to the team's cause 
uh, it was really always a very uh, good side to watch as a liverpool fan and i really consider myself lucky to be uh, to have witnessed his greatness yeah i mean just to break for someone of our listeners who's not very familiar with the football jargon for example i'm just pointing right. towards myself what do you mean by a poacher like how you define uh, by uh, a poacher i mean a player who can uh, uh, carve goal scoring opportunities out of really absolutely nothing Okay. Uh, you can uh, say someone like uh, in the current Liverpool uh, team, someone like Diogo Jota is a bit close, but nowhere near as good as Luis Suarez. If you actually uh, watch Liverpool versus Newcastle versus Norwich, actually, uh, quite a uh, uh, around uh, six seven years back, uh, he scored a he scored four goals against them, and there and four and of those goals, one was a free kick, one was a goal right from the halfway line. Uh, so, uh, that so do you was... think Suarez played better for Liverpool or he played better for Barca when he was with Manchester United? Well, I have been salty about him uh, going to <laughs> Barcelona. Uh, so, I would always say that Suarez is a Liverpool player <laughs> and will always remain a Liverpool player for me. Right. So, uh, I think relatively his Liverpool career more meant more to Liverpool. But of course, his starts for Barcelona were much better. Uh, yeah, I mean, in this thirteen and a bit. Yeah, I mean, in this thirteen and bit minutes that we have been spoken, it seems very clear that your loyalties in Liverpool has been very well placed through throughout <laughs> the years. So, I mean, so when Liverpool finally won the Premier League title in the two thousand nineteen twenty season, what what did it mean to all Liverpool fans? I mean, all these years without a title, how do you define it? I mean, the title almost felt elusive. Was it frustrating, or is there any other overriding emotion behind it? Uh, well, uh, I wouldn't deny that it was really frustrating uh, uh, all these years when we hadn't been able to win the title. There had been a couple of occasions when we had come really close to it. Uh, one in which uh, uh, Rafa Benitez back in 2019 season, I think it was, lost his uh, cool over uh, provocations by Sir Alex Ferguson and uh, went uh, on a jibe. Went uh, on a jibe. Uh, uh, in in one of his press conferences, and yeah, after but that, I feel they there are no dearth of such instances when the stakes are so high and the players lose their composure. Yeah, exactly. Or... But the thing is, the manager is uh, the think tank of the team. So when yeah. that happens, a lot can change in the mentality of the team and in the composure and how they uh, go about. Because what a normal fan doesn't really see on the football pitch uh, is that there are a lot of tactics involved. Uh, uh, behind every entertaining game, behind every even every class game, there are a lot of tactics involved and a lot of planning. A lot of planning is done, so that has to be done very meticulously. And I think that was the time when we lost the title. However, uh, in the in the thirteen fourteen season, uh, a, a, a lot of blame is given to Steven Gerrard slipping and <laughs> giving Demba Bada ball. Well, <laughs> But it's but it's only natural, you know. All the best yeah. athletes, all the best play players in the world do slip that at some point. That happened to anyone, and that could have been anyone. Uh, yeah. And I really think that uh, a season or even a match is one in moments. So yeah, absolutely, uh, winning the big mo- mo- moments. Yeah, exactly. And um, season or a match is lost in a, a lot of moments. And I think uh, throughout that season, there were moments like uh, where uh, Simon Mignolet was. Uh, uh, he wasn't up to the mark with his goalkeeping and 
uh, had his own uh, share of bloopers or when yeah uh, i mean when you speak out moments i remember i can't help but bring a cricket reference you might know there was a very famous australian captain called steve wo are you familiar kankar sir <laughs> Yeah, so in the nineteen ninety nine World Cup, it was the semi final between Australia and South Africa when Steve Waugh was batting, and he presented a catch to Herschel Gibbs, who is another very popular player in the years to come. And Herschel Gibbs dropped that catch. So when when that moment happened, you know Steve Waugh went up to Gibbs and said that you just dropped the World Cup, mate. And that and that is that goes down as one of the biggest moments in World Cup history. I mean, it's been twenty three. years since that incident but people still still speak of that moment so yeah i mean i i completely i'm on board with your thoughts of winning the big moments that i felt liverpool did very well in their uh, victorious campaign of 2019 20 season i mean the last segment of our uh, podcast today is about the efl semi final between Le- liverpool and arsenal in anfield where uh, liverpool had drew the match bit against a 10 man arsenal team so anuka sir what are your reactions to that match uh, well <laughs> the less i say the better <laughs> it was uh, i think i don't know what was more abysmal liverpool's performance last night or uh the indian performance in the third test against south africa <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely but for now we'll stick to the liverpool performance yeah it's uh, a tough it's a, it's a tough being a fan of both the teams at this point especially after the performance in the last two days anyway yeah uh, so coming back to football uh, well uh, i have to say one thing that uh, liverpool uh, looked very disjointed last night and uh, they really missed uh, mohammed salah sadio mane uh, their pace and of course their goals and uh, uh, the you know the driving force of nabi keta in mid- in midfield yeah. uh, also felt that uh, the fact that uh, the of uh, diogo jota roberto firmino and minamino the fact that they hadn't played much together it kind of showed last night that the cohesion just wasn't there they were not able to break through the lines and even after having an arsenal player sent off uh, i just expected a bit more from liverpool having said that uh, as jurgen klopp po- pointed out uh, playing against a low block after in, in uh, uh, against uh, 10 men isn't the easiest thing in football and that kind of showed uh, but, but uh, does this does this go up and show that without their uh, prime players in salah and mane liverpool has you know just lacks that killer punch to win games uh well uh, you can say that but uh, the thing is there's an there's a counter argument when liverpool played leicester uh, in the preceding uh, cup tie uh, liverpool didn't have either when salah players. missed that uh, penalty right no 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 no, no. Uh, that was the premier league match i mean in the preceding uh, cup tie the, the one before uh, the one in the quarter finals which they oh, in which oh, they tested <laughs> neither <laughs> i'm neither. overwhelmed with all the kinds of liverpool games and <laughs> games so yeah <laughs> i know how tough it is to keep up with all of this <laughs> uh, neither yeah. nor salah played but uh, diogo jota uh, takumi minamino and roberto firmino were somehow able to salvage the tie and win it for liverpool uh, even after liverpool were 3-1 down yeah so that just shows that they do have the quality it just wasn't there last night and that can happen in sports that 
I think Minamino's missed miss sighted uh, the. लिवरपूल Uh, but then again because a single goal can change the whole complexion of a game yeah and also these legs that these yeah, away yeah, game yeah. goals home goals play a huge match so like these sort of things can happen in sport and i just think that in the second leg they uh, if they can get a win uh, at the weekend against brentford they can carry that momentum into the cup tie next week uh, i think uh, one match doesn't really define the whole team structure and Going all uh, pointy fingers already, and yeah, uh, of true. course, I mean, my personal reactions from the entire game were that when Zaka was given the red card in the twenty fourth minute, I thought it was going to be one of those days where Liverpool steamrolls the opposition in what was a very electrifying Anfield atmosphere in the opening twenty minutes, but Arsenal battled hard and battled long with ten men. I mean. as you said it was a huge miss by mino mino in that 90th minute which was i felt a temporary concentration lapse by arsenal they felt that they were almost there they were tired they were fatigued there's this the decision making gets a bit blurry at that time but players like martinelli lacazette who organized the team and the formation throughout ben white who who eventually got the man of the match he didn't just work hard but also pressed at the right times and was smart in how and when he pressed so arsenal was ex- were exceptional uh, they hardly did they put a foot wrong they stifled liverpool all in all i feel they'll be taking a lot of heart from the fighting performance on a day that also saw as you mentioned jurgen klopp being clearly displeased sorry i have this notification things from time to time but yeah i mean just to cap things off zero shots on tar- target against a depleted arsenal side is shocking i mean according to the usual liverpool standards i mean yeah, so but I, mean, i would say that uh, arteta's arsenal given a dogged performance and uh, i think uh, the adva- advantage for liverpool is that they didn't uh, concede any goal at home and they can uh, you know uh, it's basically half time considering that it's a game of two ties and they can uh, go into the second tie with a fresh mind and Uh, with a fresh pair of tactics and uh, a more attacking sort of midfield in they i think they can uh, drop out the ever reliable james minner uh, for someone for a more attacking player like curtis jones or oxlade chamberlain uh, and for arsenal i think uh, uh, that just shows the kind of progression arteta's arsenal has made and uh, i think it would be a feisty tie yeah i mean minner is 36 now only three play- players have got more pl appearances than uh, james milner so it's it's quite interesting like he was she was taken off after 60 minutes i guess last games uh, last night so that goes to show how uh, milner is going for forward how will arsenal uh, sorry liverpool use them uh, any departing thoughts anukar sir on our fi- on our first podcast like we are finally doing this after a long time how do you feel in general yeah. feel Uh, well uh, i just think ki uh, i just think that at the moment 
there's a, a, a lot of there are a lot of changes to be made uh, for liverpool in terms of investment and uh, because a lot of players are uh, aging in the current squad uh having said that i just think there is a ray of hope because we have been through uh, such times when uh, you know liverpool have put in underwhelming performances but they have come out all guns blazing and uh, yeah absolutely um, i just think that there's uh, of course uh, 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 a complete line in for optimism and uh, uh, we should keep cheering our team as we have been and yeah true spoken goes. like a true liverpool fan huh <laughs> well, always has always has been the case, and always will be the case. <laughs> so, okay, that's all we have got in our opening episode of our podcast, where we are aiming to put out weekly episodes around the world of football. You can follow us on our Instagram and Twitter hand- handles, Indie Football Podcast, as well as our individual hand- handles on Twitter and. Instagram the links to which should be given in the description below until next time next week take care